afternoon and welcome to Jones Park in the great city of East St. Louis, Illinois. We are here this afternoon for the first annual voter registration drive and end of summer community festival. Thank you everyone for coming out and thank you for such a wonderful time. Today we are podcasting live with Girls in Politics podcast where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. And we have Alonzo Perrin with us today. Hello, Alonzo. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming. I know, right? In the great city of East St. Louis. So you are from, of course. East St. Louis. East St. Louis. And you grew up where? 46th Street. 46th Street. Right down the way. Landtown area. And you went to East Side. And that's okay. And that's okay. And so um, please tell us all about how you feel about East St. Louis and why you have the amazing program that you have that you come back for every year here in the city of East St. Louis. Well, thank you for the kind words. My mom is actually here. Her name is Tony Perrin. She's over there. And she is, is Mama Tony Perrin over there. That's my inspiration over there. Her and my dad. Uh, he was police chief and police officer here for 30 years. And we, all, we were actually just talking about all the different things they had in the Boy Scouts, SIU Everfield Summer Camp, NAACP Youth Group, all the different things they had me in. They were planting seeds, mm-hmm. putting me in the different rooms, showing me different things, meeting different people. And so it was kind of brought up in me. So as an adult, those things have come out. You see the water, the planet, and now it's coming out. And I'm doing a lot of things that they've done. And I saw them do. So we love to see the surge, the day, and I'm just following them with footsteps. Standing on their shoulders. Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. So, what is the name of your company? Focus on the city. Oh, I love it. And tell me, okay, we're going to get back to that. Tell me about this t shirt. Yeah. I need a t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Represent. St. Louis, the boogie, the name, yeah. The boogie. The boogie. It's uh, made in the made, made NIC.com. And this is the shirt, and you know, all these different shirts, and I ran across it, and I'm like, I gotta get this. I gotta represent, and this is from the boogie. That's right, from made in East Boogie, made in yeah. East Boogie. Yeah. So please tell us about your, sure. your program. Focus on the city. So I was looking for a way to get back. I graduated high school in 91. And it took a while for me to find an avenue that God has blessed me with, an avenue to get back with backpacks and the blessings to partner with the JJK Center, which we have done the last five years. Which is literally less than five minutes from here, like literally on the other side of the park where we are today. Yes, yes, yes. So what we tried to do was just to get back to the city. Uh, my mom came up with some ideas, and they'd be doing the Mark Flyer and the JJK Center with backpacks and books. And they decided, hey, why don't we partner you with uh, our health specialist, our community specialist, uh, Greg Porter? Mm-hmm. And then we decided to have a backpack giveaway in health there. And this year made our fifth one. Wow. So it was our fifth one. And so in five years, we've been like 1,500 backpacks. 1,500 books, over 1,000 items of clothing, and uh, I've given away our second scholarship this year to Quintero Seton. So we just, it's, it's a blessing to be back here. It's, it's giving me a boost when I'm home. That is truly yeah. a blessing because, like you said, all those backpacks, all those books, and then you have uh, community partners that come. So you said that. 
who else comes? comes? Yeah, so we had the day they this one. Mm -hmm. We partnered with Vantage Bank. Uh, we had a boys event uh, for, for black boys here in St. Louis in April, and they partnered with us, and we opened up 12 savings accounts for each one of the boys, 11 savings accounts for each one of the boys, to teach them about literacy and money and wealth and finances and everything. So it's just been great. My friends from all over come in town, from Arkansas, my family, uh, my friends from Nashville, Tennessee, they come in town, from Houston, they come in town. So it's just really cool to have everybody come back. My family, my sisters come in from DC. So it's a family thing. And I'm taking notes, just so you know, okay. because when I tell you Alonzo has lines wrapped around the parking lot, around the building, but when you are providing that type of service and community work, at that level, obviously people are going to come out and support and many are served. So again, I'm taking notes because I'm like, I'm trying to have some lines right around the buildings, give back to the community that raised me. And so that is tremendous. So when do you normally have your event? Because many people may not know. Yeah, it's normally either the first or second week of August. Okay, so before school starts. Before school starts, yes. Uh, I make sure that right before school. Um, over the past year, we've had ice cream from Pertles. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had a giveaway, giveaway picnic tea this year for a drawing to clothes. Man, I miss Yeah, I'm trying to make sure. Yeah, so with the line, we want to make sure that we get them opportunity to get something, gift cards to save a lot, gift cards to dollar general here. So we make sure we have draw raffles as well. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you so much. I mean, as putting on for the city. We appreciate you, uh, your family, and everything that your family has been in the community, and then everything that you're doing, because it sounds like you, it started, and you just continue to build on it. So whether it's scholarships, or backpacks, or we just did a series in season one, of course, the Politics Podcast on financial literacy in the African-American community. And of course, my niche is more adults and African-American women. But for you to say, you know, we need to start, yes, for those of us who are already grown, right, 95, 91, we can still do better. And we know better you do better. But we can also raise young men, like you said, up and give them accounts and teach them now. So then they'll be millionaires by the time they're our age, yeah. you know, all the things that we wish we learned and all the things that we wish we understood years from now that we're coming into now, and that's great, yeah. but to be able to raise up a generation yeah. to do better than we did, yeah. and that's what it's all about. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We got to get you back, right, Chris? We got to get you back in studio for you to just really dig deep into where those roots came from and then again like you said next year right before then we can you know tell everybody about it and then if it's wrapped around five times it's going to be wrapped around ten times uh, yeah, next yeah, year so we, yeah. you're going to have to be like okay so then three thousand and then five thousand but we that's what we do we support people we support black business we support the african-american community and of course we support East St. Louis. Oh, yes. 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 So thank, thank you so you. much. Oh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Alonzo Perry, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God bless. And we are back. And we are back. And now we are with State Representative for State Bridge and State Senator Chris Phillips. They are here today enjoying the beautiful last. Summer weekend, I don't want to 
Lance Solo Weekend, and they are here uh, celebrating with us at our first annual motor registration drive and the end of summer community festival. Thank you so much for Thank you for having us. This is, oh my goodness, outstanding, and I knew it would be. So thank you to uh, you and Colonel Sanderford for putting on such a great event, Power as well. So we're just happy to be out here in the community and supporting anything that promotes family. Uh, of course, voter registration, which is very important to all of us. And just here to enjoy the beautiful weather. So thank you. And y'all got the lefties. Ooh, got some lefties here. Fry rice. We support that beautiful black family-owned business. Absolutely. And we are looking forward to welcoming them to the Illinois side. Oh. Oh, I hope they heard that. Yeah. I hope they heard that. That's right. And you know, a good old turkey leg ain't never had to hurt nobody. It never hurt nobody. Okay. <laughs> so, this is like, this is how we act. This is how we act. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, you all are busy today. Oh, as you are always. So, this is your fourth, your fourth event today. This is our fourth. You'll see that shows just how much he loves us and the city of East St. Louis and John Parker. He like, well, I, I got everything I'm going to do, but I'm also going to stop by and see the holler God for the bishop and all the people out of John Park. So we appreciate you. And you had chapter leave. Girl, they made it today. Chapter leave. But they have it today. Yeah, because you were out. Yeah, up in Lebanon. Shout out to Pastor Griffin of Mount. I love missionary Baptist Church. We were up there for a minute So we just been out in the 114 in the 57th district and talking about uh, the accomplishments that we have made in legislature and what we hope to continue to do to move the Metro East region forward. And you all have been doing a lot. We already discussed in the final episode of season one that the IFT. You know, office coming here, here, right here in St. Louis. And so both of you are no one very happy about that. And just out and just doing everything. Like you said, from Dread Day to, you know, groundbreaking. It's all the stuff that you all do. Yes. Yeah, it's all about information. So if we're able to continue to provide that to the constituents that we work with, we're doing a wonderful job. Uh, information, resources, uh, equity, access, and creating opportunities. That's it. That's it. And you all are doing an amazing job. You know that every opportunity I get, I let everybody know that my favorite center and my favorite say, I said what I said. Okay, I mean, you can have a favorite, and y'all are my favorite. Three the hard way. That's how we get down. We be on the ballot together, came up together. Sponsored husbands and all kind of stuff, okay? So, you know, shout out to Kappa Alpha Side for turning it up, and we always told you to put money in the fight. The first and the finest out for Kappa Alpha. Thank you. Exactly. So, we are so happy to thank you again for coming out. We love y'all here. You know, the Pearls of Politics podcast, and we are college employees for greatness and impact. 
whether you are diamond or pearl, it don't matter. Okay? That's right. And so we thank you so much for coming out. I just love y'all. Y'all know that. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. And you know how we feel about you. Tremendous asset to Sandra from Associates 
And we're different lawyers. We're both you are. very serious advocates. Uh-huh. But Attorney Belk and I are different. different. I was just seeing <laughs> her the other day because I, a, a, a client reached out to me. A client ran to bring associate's table. Right. A client, a client reached out to me and I said, oh, Attorney Belk must have put the hammer down. Because they only want to talk to me when they're when they're not in love with the thing the attorney Bill can see. This is the um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated third of the trifecta. It was 50 50, and then, you know, there was another woman of Delta Sigma Theta added. So now the trifecta. There was a shift. Is 66% Delta Sigma Theta, and that's okay. That's okay. Okay, with the pearls. Okay, I see you. So this is the one and only Marshank Bell. Yes, hello everyone. Associates, Sandifer and Associates. And so when they come back in season two, she will be with them this time. She had a serious, a serious obligation last time because you know, some things are a serious matter. And so she had serious matters to attend to. Yes. So she will be with us when we come back with their law firm to talk about knowing their rights. On Department. 
and so we appreciate you. I called Sergeant Hendricks and I was like, this is what we're doing for the community. I'm like, you know, I hope you can help me out. He's like, ha ha, ha ha, we're family, we're doing this, it's going to be great. And so thank you so much for coming out to provide a presence of security and then just to do some community policing. Thank you, thank you. So tell us all about you and your time. I mean, you're a vet now. Like, like you, you've been doing this for a while now. 17 years. Wow. So I started um, at the Sheriff's Department at the age of 15. And uh, I always saw the guys riding around, making a difference in the community. I wanted to engage in that. And uh, I was given the opportunity to uh, start at the Sheriff's Department as a civilian. And uh, since then, I've worked my way through several different divisions. Now I'm able to do some of the things that the other older guys did help me. That's awesome because you said 17 years, so I know it's been just over a decade now that we've known each other. And so you were probably that in 67 years now when I started. And I've always appreciated you because no matter where you were in the process of your journey with the sheriff's department, you were always so pleasant, so professional, so kind. Congratulations on the vision because you are the one that originated this vision and you said, oh, Bishop, I need you to be on that. I said, all right. <laughs> but no, this turned out beautiful. I mean, and you even got God on your side. The weather is all. Amen. Wonderful. We're honored to be a part of this and we love the vision that God has given to you. We need to impact community. And that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. Yes. So I have been a member of Power of Change in Cahokia Heights, now Cahokia Heights, Illinois, for over a decade now by myself and my husband and our three children. And we're bringing them up in Power of Change. And my husband is now part of the men's, the Rise Men's Ministry. And Bishop and Pastor have prayed us through a lot. Through a lot, and they have been by my side the entire time in my elected capacity, and now I'm my capacity as chief counsel, and they support everything that I do. And they know anytime I'm trying to do anything, I'm calling them like, Y'all want to do it? Can we do it together? And they're like, Yes, let's do it together. And so that's why I'm we're here. All the way back to Queen Slater. 
you know, you brought that, and I think uh, the first year we had somewhere between six, seven hundred, maybe close to a thousand people that really was uh, in need of help. And uh, every year or every other year, we did that. So you're moving the shaker. So I, I like working with moving the shaker. That's, that's really good. Well, you know, whatever you do at the community is part of the vision of what we have as well. So it's easy to partner together and let's just work together. Yeah. together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I tell people all the time. I said my bishop and my pastor, they have a big vision. And they know that ministry is not just within the four walls of the church. So they know it's voter registration and mobilization. They know it's mental health and financial literacy. My bishop and my pastor are big on that. Us growing in spiritual and financial wealth, like physical wealth. And so we are always like on the same page. And I appreciate that, um, that they are always there, you know, in my corner, in my family's corner. And then we have a joint vision. So, you know, no matter what, my vision and my pastor is like, okay, so what are we going to do about that? How are we going to fix it? Or what I got to say? Because, you know, it's always, you know, they're always wanting families to thrive, communities to thrive, and they're, you know, they're members to thrive. And that's one of those things that we can change our situation. We don't have to be victims to any mentality that has been uh, pushed on us. We have more educated um, African Americans uh, in every sector of life. We have uh, mayors and senators that uh, are dominating uh, the political environment. We can change that situation. We've got everything we need to make it happen, and that's the reason why today is so important because the last leg of change is the community. We've got to help them to understand that you have the power. You know, I don't know who's on this said, I got the power. You have the power through your vote. For one day out of the election time, you are the president, you are the governor, you are the senator, and you get a chance to do one vote to say who's going to represent you. And we want to help people to really understand how powerful they are. You know, and I think as a race, too, we're beginning to understand that our vote is our voice. For many, 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 many years, I think because of the plight of who we are, we have not really taken advantage of that. But I do believe we're coming to a time, and it's a different reading, you know, of people mm -hmm. that says, I need my voice to be heard. Not only for me, but for my next generation, right. you know. And generations to come, and I think this is one of the ways that we have to get out here and get out. Get it out here. I agree. And I think um, <coughs> Attorney Sandifer, who's also our partner in this endeavor, I think she oftentimes put it best when she's like, you can't just do nothing. So, so many times people, oh, well, we've done this, so we've done that, or we've tried this. Or we've so she's like, so what do we do? Because we tried that and it didn't work so well, or it didn't work at all, we do nothing. Or do we say, okay, we've done that before, but that was five years ago, or ten years ago, or in a different location, or a different time of the year. Let's find out what we need, tweak it, and then keep growing. And so Sergeant Hendricks just said, he was like, well, this is great for a first time. He said, and then you just keep building on it year after year until you look up two, three years from now, and you've got, you can't even fit people in the park. You know, and so um, I think you put it best when you mentioned it's a striking a flint. And so this is our first strike 
on that rock that would then turn into like a forest fire of people registered, mobilized, educated, and then ultimately voted. We had a conference call with, with and some of the community leaders were concerned that you're not going to get people to come out and people that don't come out are probably the ones that are registered. She was not moved at all. I said, that became all these folks on their phone. Raise them up. But, uh, you know, you, you move a mountain one shot at a time. And so, you know, that's the reason why I salute you. You are uh, an incredible leader and uh, you're resilient. And we're going we're gonna to walk this out. We're going to make some new history in these things. Sure. And they are both so encouraging, as you can see by. I, sometimes when I'm ready to give up, I love to be you, the specialist, has said so many motivating things. But one time, it was like, well, when you decide to roll your sleeves up, everybody just got to get out the way. And I, and I thought about it, and I was like, two people that are so powerful for the Lord and their community to think that, to say something like that about me. And you all don't understand the impact that you all have on the people who you, you know, serve and who you minister to, like, I said, well, okay, well, they said, when I roll my sleeves up, that it's, it's over. And I said, you know what? I do try to put my mind in something, but for people that you love and that you care about their opinions about you, to say, we just sat back for 10 years and just been like, almost like a tennis match. Right, right. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, how? Oh no, she don't know the sleeves up. And I was like, that, no, that means, I mean, it almost brings tears to my eyes because people who really care, who actually know me, like you all actually know me, like, know my business, but y'all know, know me, and you've been through so many battles with me um, to be able to say, they don't want that girl to roll up. Oh, wait a minute, her sleeves rolling up. Ah, it's over. You know, so that means something to me. And when I'm ready to give up, I remember the things that you say. And I want you to know that forever. That when I remember the things that you say, and when I'm ready to be like, you know what, forgive me. Just forgive me. And he said, when I roll my sleeves up. You know, that's what the church role is in the community. It is not just to sing the hymns uh, and talk about the Hebrew boys. The purpose of the church is to empower people to discover, develop, and demonstrate their divine destiny. We are all here for a reason. We're all here on assignment. The, the camera crew that is here, they're, they're partnering with this vision to help us to get this out. To many people that will see this, and once they see this, they're going to be people that make sure that says, listen, whatever that is, I want to be a part. That's the role of the church. The church is supposed to be a change agency of our minds, of our emotions, of our marriages, for our community, for youth and children. And I just want church to be relevant again to the next generation so we can say, not only did Dr. King come out of the church, but Kahala Clay came out of the church. Jocelyn Sanders came out of the church. 
who else is in here? Everybody came out of came out of the church. That's that's what this is all about.
Um, we need to be financially literate and sound. Uh, we need to have uh, quality education and healthcare. Like all those things are required to drive. Right? Required. Like that is not something that should be optional. Having clean water or not suffering from food issues or food poverty, food insecurity. And so we want to make sure that in order to drive, we have all of things that we need. And I think driving mental health is a huge part of that. Because, as you said, the pandemic has caused some huge problems. Um, they're glaring, and it's stuff that people were previously able to like see from the rug and not even talk about. It is just completely out there now, and so what you're doing is so important. And because, again, driving is what we need to be. Exactly. Um, the program that I initially started out, the ABCs of Family Resilience, it has six tenets to help people thrive. And one of the things that I've heard different people talk about this evening is about thriving. So many times I've had people talk about, look, I'm just surviving. But we want to thrive. We don't want to just survive. Life is too precious. And we've been given a gift of life. And how do we use those things? And some of the easy things that I even talk about are reminding yourself of positivity every single day. So one of the things I tell people to do every day is Think about or write down in a journal something you like about yourself, something you're thankful for, and something great that happened today. Because when you put yourself in that positive space, it makes things so much easier. You can always find something positive in a given day. Whether it's you woke up this morning, whether it's you can walk today, whether it's your child is healthy, whether it's you know, anything. I mean, even today, this has been an amazing event. And I think we have to remind ourselves that we start wherever we start. We are touching lives. We are helping make a difference. People are finding out more. We're connecting. We're networking with groups. And so I'm so excited about this event because it, it's part of this whole same thing, community strength. And, you know, we look at, even with my program, we talk about physical health, mental health, you know, psychological health, and this is part of it, you know, connecting with people. You know, the pandemic really pulled us away, but we were already struggling with social media, you know, pulling people away from connecting with each other, and having these opportunities to engage and connect makes a lot of difference. So thank you for this. Well, thank you. And thank you for tuning in today to Program Politics Podcast, where we are polished and poised for greatness and impact. It's been a wonderful day. We hope you enjoyed meeting all of the people who have been here with us today. It's a fraction of the people that were here, the people who really had wonderful things to say and wanted to talk about what they're doing or the events or the community, and that's what we do here. So thank you so much for joining us. Our first go live, our first go live at Public Politics Podcast. So thank you so much, and we'll see you again soon.